And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's having a good day, especially after the Lightning's 3-2 OT winner against the Carolina Hurricanes last night. We'll be talking about that game and more in just a little bit, but first let's talk about today's sponsor, and that is Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Alrighty, so obviously the big story in Lightning Land and Bolts Nation and all that is that Lightning played probably, I would say, their best game of the season last night. They, for the first time since, to be quite honest, since the playoffs, played a complete game. Um, you know, we could say that they did that in the beginning of the season. We saw a little bit of the same kind of uh, level of play from this team in the early parts of the season, but you have to remember those games were against a very, very not good team at the time, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, but now this team is looks like they finally got everything together, and that was the first time that I've we have seen that from this team all season. Uh, big stories from that game, obviously, is Alex Klorn getting a Gordie Howe hat trick. Uh, we'll talk about that huge hit he had uh, later on in the game and the fight that followed from there with James Gardner. Uh, we'll talk about Yanni Gord's OT winner. Yanni Gord, I think if we're starting, you know, if you're looking at this team right now, I'm not saying overall including Kucherov and Point. I think if you were going to list off the top three players on this team, I would say Vasilevsky, Hedman, and Yanni is probably. Um, Yanni has just been having an incredible season, and he is just... It is so great to see a guy like this who really came into his own later on last season and in the playoffs and has just continued to grow and progress in his play since then. And and he has really become, in my opinion, one of the leaders on this team and is the reason why the Lightning have been playing uh, at the level they've been playing all season. Now, having said that, yes, if you're a usual listener to this podcast, you know that I do not shy away from criticizing this team more times than not, uh, more often than not, actually, uh, on most episodes, I always do have something to say about how this team has played, and usually it's always a negative thing. You know, on this podcast, if you're new, if this is your first episode you're listening to, uh, just a reminder, please go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, LO underscore Lightning, and Instagram at LockedOn underscore Lightning. Um, I never shy away from criticizing this team because this is... Yes, this podcast follows the Tampa Bay Lightning, but we are not a homer team. If the Lightning 
aren't playing a certain way or up to expectations or not doing the right things, I will 100% come out and talk about it without shying away from the criticism. Obviously, I'm not going to come on every show and bash these guys just mercilessly. No, that's not what we're going to do here on this show. So early on, the Lightning did what I've been criticizing them all season, and that is getting off to a good start, which they haven't at. Uh, the last couple of games or so, I want to say pretty much all season they've made a habit of just kind of taking their time of getting into the groove of things when it comes to uh, what how 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 they start games, how how they they approach opponents. Yeah, they only had nine shots in the first period, but they were still swarming the net. They were still creating a lot of opportunities for themselves, which is something that you don't really see early on. And that is what led to that early Alex Kalorn goal uh, in the first period at 14:42. Now that's not really so much as early, but still the fact that they scored, you know, more times than not. And, and I spoke about this on a on a past episode where the Lightning have one of the top tallies for goals scored in the first period uh, by a team in the NHL. Um, but here's the thing. They do that. And that. The reason why for that is that I would like to see, and if, if someone could find a stat online, please go ahead and tag the show in it or send, you know tweet the link out to us. I would really like to see the Lightning, from what I've seen just from the eyeball test, the Lightning tend to score in bunches in the first period. Now, the frequency of scoring it does not compare or does not match the the total amount of goals on the season. Now, that is why that that stat is so misleading. Now, the the Lightning did a very good job in yesterday's game of challenging Marazic Marizic early in the game, and that's not something that we've seen from this team. Like we stated on past episodes last week, they've Lightning recently have been getting outshot like crazy, which is not something you want to see, which is not a good look for one of the, the top teams in the NHL. One of the top highest scoring teams in the NHL. Now in the second period, which is where they've really struggled as well. And I'll explain why is because yes, that's usually when they turned it on. But the issue is, is that they, it, it seems like, if the Lightning do not get off to a good start in the first period and they're down going into the first intermission, they usually, most times than not, depending on the opponent, kind of carry that style of play into the second period, start off the first, I want to say, five minutes or so. Now, the Lightning, despite the score in that second period, now, the Lightning going at the end of that second period were up to one. Dondre Shvestikov, which I'm, I'm never going to be able to pronounce that name correct. I, I just can't. I mean, anyone who's a regular listener knows. Uh, <laughs> the power play goal I, I, that, that, they, that Carolina scored. Now, if you look at the replay, I believe it was a interference call on Eric Chernak. That's a soft, that's a soft penalty to call. Very soft. And I expect more from the officiating in Wes McCauley and Peter McDougal and, and co. That that was just a, not a good call. 
we see that play. Now, if you didn't watch the game last night or you don't remember the penalty that was called, Eric Chernak was fighting for, for position down in front of uh, the net in the Tampa zone. I don't remember who the, the Carolina player was, but basically the puck went behind the net and Chernak pushed him into the net. Now, it seemed like originally, uh, from what Dave Randorf, uh, Tampa announcer, said, he thought the call was going to go for delay of game for pushing the player into the net, causing it to come off his bearings, but they changed it to a interference. Now, I would have not have been as upset with that call if it was a a delay of game, just because I, I understand in that moment that, yes, that, that play could have been perceived as delay of game. And it's a legitimate call, if you want to call it that. But to call it interference, I don't think so. I think that's sort of a stretch. And unfortunately, sometimes the... the the refs don't call the game in your favor. You don't get certain calls in your favor, and you get on the power play, you get on the P- the PK, and it results in a goal for the other team, unfortunately. So, but the good thing is that the Lightning were peppering the the goal with with as many shots as I've seen them all year. You know, there's been certain moments throughout the year where they've come out guns a blazing in certain <clears throat> excuse me in certain periods. Uh, the second period was probably top 10 best period I've seen them play all year. They didn't score a whole bunch of goals. They had a second one from Braden Point, but which was also a power play goal, by the way. Um, they they put themselves in a good position, and that's what the, the, the Lightning, that's why they are where they are right now. Because at the beginning of the season, and I know I'm a little bit all over the place, and I'm, I'm going to wrap it up all in a little bow right now. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning all these different things at once, because they all tie together, is because the Lightning tended to dig a hole for themselves early on. And every team does that at a certain point. I haven't seen any team in the National Hockey League thus far this year uh, not do that in a game where they play a certain way to where it ends up not biting them in the ass later on in the game. I mean... Isn't that what hockey is all about? Is that you, you basically it's a game of going through stretches to where you'll have a certain stretch of minutes to where you play very well and then you have a certain stretch of minutes to where you don't play well or the team just falls asleep or you're just gassed out or whatever the case may be because of the pace of play that is going on on the ice. And the Lightning haven't done that consistently. What they haven't done consistently is that they haven't given themselves enough cushion in games to allow themselves to play like that to where it won't affect the outcome of the game. In this game, they did a very good job of that against a very, very good team in the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, And that's why they won this game. They didn't heavily rely on Vasilevsky as well, which I have absolutely killed them for all season long. They have, now the the Hurricanes had 27 shots on goal in this game. I think that's a pretty good number to keep teams at bay, especially when you have Vasilevsky in that. You really don't want to have Vasilevsky facing, I want to say maybe 30 plus shots a game, just because, you know, not so often that, you know, Vasilevsky is going to go out there and be able to give up at least, you know, a shot. He's not going to be able to go out there and pitch a shutout or only give up one goal. You know, he's he's still human, even though he is the best goaltender on earth. 
But that is what the Lightning need to start doing going forward, is that they need to start creating cushions for themselves in games in which they will go stretches. You know, they're not a perfect team. There's no such thing as a perfect hockey team. Every hockey team, no matter whether whether it's the, the worst team in the league in the Buffalo Sabres or the greatest team of all time, uh, you could pick any team out of a hat. It doesn't have to be from this era. But the fact is, is that if you create cushions for yourselves throughout the games, and I know it goes back to the old, the old corny saying is that let's win this period. Well, the Lightning need to win more periods. They need to win the first period especially because I believe once they get into the second, that's where they really start to shine. I think, you know, despite the numbers, the Lightning are one of the best second period teams in the National Hockey League. And to kind of finish all that, all that thought is that if you're still following along, I hope so, is that the Lightning did a great job of that in this game, and that's why they ended up winning. And they held the Carolina Hurricanes at bay, and that's why they gave themselves a chance to win this game in overtime. Now, of course, that overtime goal was by Yanni Gord, who I stated at the top of the show is probably, if you're looking at what the Lightning have right now, is the third best player on this team, hands down. All right, so we will talk about a little bit more about the game, about that huge Alex Kalorn hit uh, in just a little bit, and the and the corresponding fight as well. But first, let's talk about one of our sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They got 18 amazing flavors. Six new ones just came out. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. You could lose or maintain weight. While indulging in this delicious treat, bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. I absolutely love these things. Please go ahead to BuiltBar.com before they all run out because these things are popular as hell. You got to get your hands on these as soon as possible, especially with summer just around the corner, and you definitely want to get back in shape for your beach bod for that. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at BuiltBart.com. All right, and we are back to kind of round out the show. I guess in the second segment, if you really want to call it this time. Um, yeah, the, one of the other stories of the game, which was completely all over the place. We have it on the, the Locked on Lightning social media pages as well as you know, everything else with, with what went on in the game um, is the Martinicius hit that, you know, Martinicius had a, a rough night last night, an absolutely rough night last night. He, oh man, it, I haven't seen a player like that. You know, if, if you don't want to count players getting hit constantly by shots, he, now Carolina's Martinicius uh, was the victim, if you want to call it, or the recipient of Alex Kalorn absolutely blowing him up and, just giving him a, a reality check as to keep your head up at all times, especially in the neutral zone of the hot, of the ice. Um, if you haven't seen that hit, please go ahead. And I don't understand how you have not seen that hit by now, because that was probably one of the biggest, biggest hits I've seen all season long from a lightning player. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and, and really, you know, two things contribute to this and, and, Alex Corn even said it in the post game is that Martinicius is a very fast skater, and even when he hit him, he wasn't sure if he was going to actually get run over himself. So, one factor is that Nicius is skating at 
almost 100% on this play. And then James Gardner just leaves him out to dry with a little, I don't even want to call it a pass. It was a little just like, like a little touch pass, like up the ice, which is the equivalent of what my football fans out there, if you're listening, is what Brett Favre did for pretty much the last part of his career in the NFL. Uh, he used to throw balls right down, right down the middle on the slant and used to leave guys open out to dry and they would just completely get blown up by the linebacker or the safety coming across the middle. Um, and that's what the hockey, you saw the hockey equivalent of that right here. Uh, and then James Gardner, of course, um, jumps on Kalorn after the play, after the hit, because I don't know whether he was just standing up for his teammate or if, if it was a kind of a moment of, ah, crap, I, I messed up. Uh, let me go defend my teammate kind of thing. But <laughs> regardless of what his intentions were in fighting Alex Kalorn, what happened was was that uh, he quickly regretted it. Uh, and that's something that we haven't seen from Lightning players all really all season long, in which I really want to see more of this. And, and I know some people, maybe some of you who are listening to this, don't agree that maybe fighting is kind of making its way out of the sport of hockey. Uh, I would disagree. I think that... I think, you know, the, the stereotypical argument is, well, the NHL and just the game of hockey in general needs fighting just to police itself, which is 100% true. Uh, if we didn't have fighting in the game, there would be way bigger things going on other than huge hits like this. But as soon as James, I, and I was surprised they actually, he actually dropped the gloves. I figured there was just going to be a huge kind of scrum along the boards or just you know a huge pileup of bodies just kind of trying to start stuff and nothing really coming of it and it looked like Carolina for the players that were on the team once they saw Gardner drop the gloves he kind of saw a little after the fight uh some players trying to start stuff with lightning players as well but uh I think after they saw what happened to Gardner they wanted no part of that so if you didn't see that as well what happened was uh like I stated just a moment ago, Gardner drops the pass to Nisus. Nisus gets blown up by Kalorn at mid-ice or center ice, and Gardner goes after Kalorn. And it was a legal hit. There was nothing illegal about it. So, I, and, I'll, and I'll save that just in a little bit, what I think about that whole thing in hockey. But um, I want to see more of this. And, and Gardner goes after him, and Kalorn turns around, and just like the look of just how, all right, you want to go? And he just... Kalorn just apps. I don't know what it was. Some he just went full Hulk mode on James Gardner, and and wow, just uh, really, just really helped the team. Like, kind of just put them on another level for the rest of the game. And I feel like, you know, if you didn't feel like this, Lightning fans, I, in my opinion, I thought like after that fight went down, I, I there was a hundred percent thought inside of me that you know, I there's no way the Lightning could lose this game after that, after what just transpired on the on the ice. Um, and, and I would like, you know, I'm not saying that the lightning need to have a fight every single game, but I would like to see that kind of response when other teams trying to sort of bully around the Tampa players on the ice. I would like to see that response like that. No, take no prisoners, no crap attitude. And if the lightning play with sort of that, that chip on their shoulder kind of attitude, especially when you don't have Stamkos and Kucherov yet back, 
who Stamkos is out, looks like he's going to be out for an extended period of time with a lower body injury. Um, it, I, that's the perfect recipe, especially with this cast of players. You know, you have Pat Maroon, you have Alex Kalorn, who has proven, of course, you know, if he didn't already, he did last night that he could throw throw hands. Uh, and, and you have other guys as well. You have Eric Chernak. You have, I don't think Ryan McDonough is much of a fighter, but... Uh, you know, you have players that are willing, Barkley Goodrow, you have guys who are willing to do the dirty work uh, when it is needed. And that was huge. And so that was just something that I think that, you know, light, Lightning fans should keep an eye out for that going forward. Hope Maybe that will be part of the, win, the, the winning recipe. Uh, if the Lightning could duplicate last night what they did, I don't, I'm not saying they have to win out, but... And and I don't I really don't expect them to take the the finishing first in this division. But if they do, that's great. If they don't, it's not the end of the world. Uh, so as it sits right now, but if they do if they do keep this going, I, I think they're in good shape for the playoffs. All right. So kind of a quick look at the Central Division standings. Carolina now sit is still sitting at the top of the division with sixty three points, with a point percentage of point seven one six. Florida's in second place with 63 points with a point percentage of 685. And Tampa's right on their coattails in third place with 62 points with a point percentage of 689. Now, as it stands, if the playoffs were to start today, Tampa would be playing Florida, which I think is the matchup not only Tampa and Florida fans want to see, but I think the rest of the NHL wants to see it. I, I think that, and I spoke about this on the last episode, if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and listen to it. Uh, I, I stated that I, I think this is it's time. Uh, it's not very often these two teams are good, this good even, at the same time. So to, this will maybe, if those two teams meet, we could be talking about the start of like a real, real genuine in-state rivalry, something that you know we see obviously in New York, uh, that we see, um, you know, I guess between, is Chicago and St. Louis a... A, a rivalry. I don't know about that. I I, I guess I don't know. Uh, I guess I probably more in baseball than anything. But um, to have that real because the the Lightning really don't have any rivals this year. They have rivals when it's the your your grandfather's Atlantic Division between you know. I think their rivals we could all agree is probably the Boston Bruins over the past couple of years, as well as the Columbus Blue Jackets. And Columbus has been good this year. They're in dead last of this division right now. Um, actually, well, tied with the Red Wings, and the Red Wings aren't good either. So that just proves to you how bad of a year Columbus is. And they're probably not going to be good next year. Who knows if, if you know, if uh, Patrick Liney uh, ends up being the kind of like the, the over-the-edge player for that team. But this, I think, if if these two teams can meet up in the playoffs, that will definitely set the groundwork, especially with now that Florida is legit. Um, you know, a lot of people took them lightly as to how they were going to play this year. Uh, me especially, uh, if they could go back and forth and you know have a great seven game series, that would be the makings of a a great rivalry to boil over for the next I would say maybe three to four seasons. So uh, if you're if you're a fan of that, go ahead and you know um, root for that. I just want the Lightning. I'm not worried about the playoffs right now. 
I'm just worried about the Lightning finishing on a good note. I just want them to play consistently, consistent good hockey for the rest of the season. If they could do that, it really doesn't matter who they play in the playoffs. I think it will. I think really what would happen was will. Um, let's just hope that you know they they just play well. I mean, if they play Carolina or Florida, I think regardless of any of those teams, if the Lightning play against those two teams as the same way they played against last night, I think it really doesn't matter. I think the Lightning take that game. It doesn't matter how many games. It, I mean, that series. It doesn't matter how many games. It could be. It could be in five. It could be in seven. So, we'll, we'll we're gonna get back and round up the show in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about another one of our sponsors, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over as well as college basketball, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. If you want the Lightning to play the Florida Panthers, I'm sure they have this prop bet in which you can make. Go ahead and make it on BetOnline.ag. Go ahead uh, to the website right now on your laptop, computer, or your cell phone. And sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. So go ahead once again to betonline.eg. Use that promo code Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and we're back to round up the show. So let's look ahead at what the schedule looks like for the remainder of the month. Now, um, the Lightning, like I stated on the past show, that if the Lightning could at least split one from Florida as well as maybe split one of these games against Carolina, I think they could sweep Carolina for the rest of the month. I, I think they could win tonight's game. They are playing them again in a back-to-back tonight. Uh, 7 p.m. start. I fully expect Andre Vasilevsky to play. Um, hopefully we don't have a repeat of what happened I believe it was in the Predators game last week where, for some reason, uh, Coach Cooper elected not to play Vasilevsky and Kurt McElhinney had one of the worst games he's probably had as a Tampa Bay Lightning. So, uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, excuse me. So, I would imagine that I, th- I that John Cooper is going to ride the Vasilevsky train for the remainder of the season. He'll get... I think he'll get one two, one or two days off, but even then, if he doesn't get a day off, there's enough days uh, between games in which he probably won't practice with the team anyway. They're not practicing. They didn't practice this morning, so there he is. He already has time off. Um, he's hot. He's ready to go. There's no reason why he should practice at this point, and he could be using that time to just relax and stay off his feet. So... Uh, look for that um, if we're back on tomorrow's show and we're discussing how he didn't play against Carolina, then um, that's not a good sign. I, I don't know what the reasoning would be there. If he says it's rest, I think that's a bunch of baloney. But So they got Columbus on Thursday coming up as well as on Sunday. I fully expect Tampa to win both of those games uh, outright. I'm not saying they're going to blow Columbus out of the building. I wouldn't be surprised if they drop four or five goals in one of those games, but I think those, regardless of the lack of scoring or just how unexciting Columbus has been this year and just with 
their record and everything. I still fully expect Columbus to lose both of those games. Uh, then they got Chicago on the 27th. Uh, there, I, I, I think that's a no-brainer there. Tampa should fully go in there and take control of that game early on. 8 o'clock start next Tuesday. And then on Thursday is Dallas at 7 p.m. Back home at the Amelie Arena. Uh, and then Saturday, these are the two games I was talking about to start off May last week. They play two games on the first and the second against Detroit. Three o'clock starts. Uh, zero excuse for the Lightning to lose those games. Detroit is one of the worst teams in the league. The Lightning, in their last meeting with Detroit, got absolutely embarrassed on national television 5-1, to one, which was at that point in the season. One of their worst losses of the season and really, neat, I think, are going to come back and play with a little fire underneath them in this one just to kind of dispel any notion of, you know, the, the Red Wings thinking that they could build off of their last matchup with this team. And then you got two games against Dallas, and then you got a potential we could be talking at this point in the season on the 8th and the 10th of the two matchups down in Miami against Florida to end the season as possibly the games that if they win those, we, they could be playing for first place or second place. Um, we could see a lot of flip-flopping in the division from now until the end uh, when things conclude. Here's the thing, and, and I just want to restate it because I, I said it on a couple of shows ago, is that I don't like this format in terms of the scheduling. I hate that the Lightning are playing the same team. And and I'm not just saying the Lightning. I, I'm saying every, every team that teams are playing the same teams pretty much every couple of weeks or so. I, I think it's terrible. Some people really like it. I don't like it. I think that it's not a good me- it's not a good way to measure really how well your team is because remember, you go into the playoffs, you're going to play you could play anybody. The Lightning could go into the playoffs after they play that that kind of that final four play-in series. Um they could be playing teams from the West Coast, they could be playing teams from Canada or they could be playing teams from that Eastern Division if they make it out. They still have to play whomever. They have to play two teams to get in to the actual general playoffs from there. I don't like it. Uh, Hopefully the league doesn't fall too much in love with it because a lot of people love how the Eastern Division has been this year. Um, I would like to go back to the old-fashioned, you know, how we had it last year and the seasons before with the Atlantic Division. I think the Atlantic Division, um, especially with the Metro as well, is two of the most entertaining divisions in hockey, and we need to get back to that. Um, if the NHL wants to eventually uh, change things up a little bit and have a all-Canadian division as well, I don't have a problem with that necessarily. But if you just have, you know, I if you just have the regular Atlantic division minus a team or so, that's fine. I get it. Um, but yeah, I I just I hope that the league and the off season doesn't fall in love with this. Um, and, and keep things the way they are. And hopefully next season we we don't have the same conversation about how these divisions are the way they are this year. So, uh, yeah, uh, can't wait to see how the season rounds up. Like I said, I think we could see the, the, the division flip-flop up and down. The Lightning could be in first place next week and can be in second the next week after or third or whatever the case may be. 
Uh, it's going to be a nice ride to end things out the season and definitely get back into the playoffs. So once again, please go ahead and follow the show. We're available wherever podcasts are distributed. Go ahead and give us a rate and review wherever they allow it, namely probably iTunes. So go ahead and give us a good review if you love this show. I know you do because you're listening to it. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.